and welcome to She's the Boss Chats. I'm your host, Jules Brooke, and in the show, I interview amazing women and female founders about what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. It's all about us lifting up the women around us. Just Kathy Jonathan. All right. Yes. Here we go. You ready? Yep. Okay. Kathy Jonathan, I am so excited to interview you for She's the Boss Chats. Thank you so much for agreeing to it. Oh, thank you so much, Jules, for having me. Excited. It's my absolute pleasure. So let's start off with telling everyone yeah. what it is that you do now. Can you tell us what your business is? Yeah, for sure. So my business is called uh, Emerging Brand Africa. And yeah. it is a PR agency serving um, African Australian owned businesses yeah. and African Australians in corporate Australia. I just love it. I mean, <laughs> it's something that I imagine we've needed for a long time, but uh, we haven't seen it. So, and yes. it's PR, Kathy. So already, I'm absolutely in love with what you're doing. <laughs> it is PR. I love PR, and I thought, what a better way to, um, you know, showcase our African talent in Australia. Yes, that's that's absolutely. Definitely right. yes. And I'm trying to do my little bit. So I'm starting with you, but I've had a few African um, ah, right. women coming yes. on. So that's yes. been great. All right. Right, so now let's talk about why yeah. you set it up. Why did you decide to do it? Well, why did I set it up? I thought, who else is going to do this if I don't do it? So I well, sort of felt true. like a personal sense of personal responsibility. And it's just from my social conscience of um, uplifting uh, people around me yeah. and mostly women and the youth. And so... <laughs> Um, and it, because the idea came to me at a time where I had just moved here, relocated to Australia from so, Kenya. So how long ago was that? How long have you lived here for? I'm coming on now, two years, 51 weeks, my husband. Okay, okay. So it is quite recent for you. Well, it welcome. Is. I'm glad yes, you made thank it. thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm glad I made it. Yes. 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 So, but why? Why did you think that there was a need to do something specifically around African business owners? One, because I felt like there was a big gap. I could, I didn't see much of African Australian stories being featured in any sort of media. And yes. I know that while we have African Australians doing amazing things in the community, we don't uh, necessarily see them. And most of what we or we used to see, and and I say we used to see just a couple of years ago, because a few months ago that is changing, slowly changing. So I'm seeing a few yeah. faces that look like myself and my kids, and that is fantastic. But yeah, it comes from a place of wanting a fair representation in the media space, and so yes. that's why I started it to well, that share that story of you know of what we are doing with the rest of us. Australian well, it's society. perfect. I mean, literally everything you said then, if you just replaced women um, yes. with African people, I would yes. have been sad. That's exactly what I'm saying as well. That's very it's like, true, yes. It's like we don't exist and it's also like you don't exist. So yes. you're right. Exactly. It is a time. But was there something that happened that you decided that you were going to get on with this? So was there sort of a yeah. bit of a light bulb moment? Yeah. Yeah, I think there yeah. There's a bit of, it's a combination of uh, many uh, things, yeah. uh, but mostly because, as I just uh, said earlier, so I had come here with my son to join my yeah. husband here. And so 
we came at a time where there was a lot of um you know a lot of news about african in the in the media all this the is, negative all the, the negative stuff about all, african gangs all the it's negative a big media stuff. beat up yeah we actually came in when it was very raw at that particular <coughs> time and so every time we watched the news and it was just depressing it was so right. depressing to watch and i look at my son and you know all he sees is this young boys who are portrayed as you know gangs and there was nothing else of what the rest of the community was doing yeah and yeah. so i thought i have to do something and i cannot because you know when you want to change something you don't talk about it you just do it do it and, <laughs> yeah and i didn't know what what it was that was that i wanted to do but i that like how i wanted to do it but i knew what it was that i wanted to do and what that right. was was to show the youth my son and other people that hey we are here we are doing amazing stuff and african australians are not just about you know african gangs where is this other new story you know so, exactly exactly yes. so there was that and then there is you know also the issue of um african or black um black people um you know fighting for uh, fairness and injustices and equality and yes. still is you know is driving the narrative of struggle you know so it's the struggle we have to fight to get this have to fight you know we have to demonstrate sorry i, I missed you then what did you say what did what, what were you saying struggle yeah so so i'm saying so it's you know the other issue was of you know black people fighting for fairness or you know inclusivity or equality and fair yeah. representation and so all that to me is you know a lot of struggle in the news struggle yeah the black people and you know african and so i thought we cannot possibly live with all this information that is of you know constant struggle every time we and need not some positive stories yes yeah. yes yeah. so that yes so it's about time that we told some good stories Yes. Absolutely. So, I guess what I'm interested in though was there one story or was there one thing that kind of broke the camel's back and you went right that's it I'm starting now this is ridiculous. Yes, it was mostly that uh, African gang story. Yeah. So I thought yeah, look, I have a youth and I have a son that needs to see better than that. And so I think that for me that was it. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, I want my sons to see positive things as well yes. about the African community in Australia. I know that they are doing wonderful things. Yes. And you're right, you wouldn't even know, you know, that there were no. any Africans here if, as far as the media no. is concerned, yeah, other than right. bad things. And that's and we've right. had enough of that. It's all rubbish. I mean, yeah. I was looking at the stats for that. um because i i got yeah. so cross about it at the time and i think it said something yeah. like 1% of crime is being done by africans and yet the way the media mm. was talking about it you would have thought 60% of it was being done you know that It's is outrageous. you know it is outrageous and just there's you know criminals in every society and so you know just a highlighting one particular community then you wonder okay so if Africans want here would Australia be as safe as they you know portray it to be would there be other criminals you know so of course. Yes, it, it was very sad the other yeah. 99% of them who aren't african are the ones <laughs> doing the crime yeah, okay so yeah, yeah. look i'm intrigued by the fact that you're doing pr anyway especially if you've only been over from africa in a couple of a couple of years so yes excuse me 
Let's go right back to when you were a little girl. Can you tell me where you grew up, what kind of a family it was, what your parents did? You know, did you like school? All of that kind of thing. Oh, my goodness. You need to get a cup of tea or lunch. <laughs> I have one. Don't worry. And I hope our, I hope our listeners have got one. So far away. All right. Yeah. So um, so I grew up in Kenya, in the eastern regions of Kenya. And, okay. Um, and Kenya, my husband tells me that it is uh, the size of, um, the size of Kenya is, can fit, it's 12 the size of Australia. So if that gives right. you, um, yes, yeah, well, I, I come from Ireland, and I know Ireland fits three times into Victoria. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and people wouldn't have any idea. So, okay, that's a really good analogy. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I grew up there. I loved school. I went to school um, there all my life. I uh, went to school, primary school, high school. Uh, yeah. I went to a boarding school. I And I am the first of, uh, we are three. So I'm the first. So I've got okay, two okay, the eldest. Of three. Yes. And, my and and what about your mum and dad? Did they run their own businesses or were they employed or what did they do? No, actually, my mother is a nurse still in okay. the ministry. So she works for the Ministry of Health. And uh, so, yeah, um, and I, you know, I, but I grew up in the village. And by the time um, she was still in at, at the college, she was about to finish her college. And so I was left with my grandmother. And so, up you, until, you and your and your brothers and sisters? No, no, no. They, just you, just me. Yeah, just oh, me. Okay. So she had to go away, finish her college, and then um, joined her a couple of years later. And then that's when she had uh, my younger brother. Okay. So yes. what was it like when your mum left for so long? I didn't know because I oh, was young. Oh, very little. Yeah. Look, it's very, well, it was common. It was common right. at the time of, you know, for uh, grandmothers to care for, and I think it's still is for grandmothers to care for the, you know, granddaughters, especially uh, if um, the girls get kids when they were young. My mother was 25 when she had me and right. she was almost finishing uh, nursing. And so my, my grandmother said, you will need to finish that, you know, that, uh, college. So you yeah. leave the girl here and you go and finish. And so she went okay. back and I, you know, after a few months and she would come uh, every other time to see yeah. this child. And then when she finished, which was not far off from there, she was posted to a very remote, far away hospital. And I okay. think it still happens as freshmen when you graduate, you really get sent off to the farthest institution, whether it's teaching or nursing. It still happens. Yeah, I think age. it happens here as well. And people get sent out to the rural areas to yes. sort of get their training. Yeah. And, so she, and, and experience what it's like to do that job. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what happened to my mother. And my grandmother said, no, you're not taking her to those regions because... <laughs> Because they were unsafe at the time, oh, okay. uh, they were different tribes, and then uh, and so I, I got stuck with my grandmother for a long time. And what was she like? Were you very close to her? Was she great? Yes, I always say that I'm I'm my grandmother's uh, daughter. I am uh, my grandmother. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, lovely woman she was. Yeah, yeah. So it was really good to grow up with her, and because yeah. you know. Sometimes I feel like because the rest of our kids had left, was all grown up, she was happy to have me. And, I'm and sure I was. she was. Yeah, yeah, and I was. And and so, yeah, so I got to join my mother uh, 
after a few years. And yep. this time she uh, had my brother and then my sister came along. But then again, I had to go to uh, high school, which was a boarding school. What did you think of boarding school? Because I went to boarding school. My my parents lived in Germany yeah. and I went to boarding school in England when I was eight. Wow. And I still remember how much I hated it. Oh, I did mean, you even, love it? Even thinking about it, I still hate it. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Most Australian Australians that have been at boarding school yeah. loved it. No. But I, I, yeah, they did. But I really found it very hard to be away. Yes. The rules, yes. how tough they were. I was yeah. always in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I wasn't in you. trouble. I was, I was a good girl. <laughs> Yeah, so I wasn't in trouble, but I, I liked school. So right. that helped uh, to just focus. I, I loved um, my all subjects, really. I performed very well. And oh, um, well, well enough to miss a grade to, to get to the university at the time. Um, right. But then, yeah, I loved school. Um, and then my family is very close. And um, yeah, I mean, it was lovely. It still is. Um, and then, my, and then, what did you decide to study when you finished school? So when I finished, uh, when I finished high school, I remember my English teacher always wanted me to do uh, journalism. Uh, because, oh, okay. Because he thought, oh, you love English, you perform very well. I think you should do this. But then a friend of mine who had just gone to the US and he had started doing IT at that time, he yeah. told me, Catherine, IT is the thing you need to do. You need to do information technology by all, by all, you know, means. Smart guy. I mean, in hindsight, that's great advice for you, isn't it? It was, yes. And I love it. I um. Look, I love it. And even today, I still think, I think I should have advanced. You know, the way you don't see uh, the future. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes, it is a new thing. And everyone was doing IT. And there was all these packages that were being taught in little cyber cafes in Nairobi. Oh, my goodness. So anyway, so I decided, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go and do IT. And I did join, um, applied to go and do a diploma in information technology. Right. Uh, which I did and finished and loved, loved the units, loved programming and networking still to date. Uh, <laughs> but I am not in the industry anymore. And then from there, I went into, you know, looking for work. And my first job was one of the lecturers at the uni when I was doing a diploma said, uh, there's a high school that's looking for a teacher to uh, teach uh, computer studies. And I see. Okay, great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so and, and so he said, and I think you'll be great for that. So I went into this big high school to teach uh, computer studies, and I did that for yeah, for like six months. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. um, you know sharing my wisdom with the young young people. Yeah. And I think I think that's from there. I knew that I really wanted to help out the young people, um, and so. I only did that for six months and then I got another job in a bigger corporate and so I um, moved and uh, yeah, got into as, as, a, as a net, you know, network administrator in this other corporate. I did that for some See, was, time. Was this IT again though? Still, it was. You're still in that space? Yep. Okay. Yes. Yeah. IT assistant did that. But then it was from there that I actually got exposed to uh, customer service, sales and marketing. Uh, right. Because even though I was uh, an IT assistant, I could 
I, um, you know, I, I, I would still do customer service um, and, and, and marketing and sales for that uh, particular company, which was a meat production company. Yeah. Right. So, okay. And anyway, so, so what next? Yeah. And so what happened next was that um, I got pregnant with my son. And right. Yes, yeah, I was young then, or well, young, 20, 24. Yeah, <laughs> Just so a I baby, pre- let's be honest. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, yeah, I was. And so um, I lost my job then because, right. you know, I got pregnant. And, oh, my um, goodness. So, so you know, presumably in Australia, that is so illegal. You cannot get rid of someone because they've got a baby or oh, they're yeah. pregnant. But yes. did you, you lost your job because you were yeah, pregnant? Yeah, I lost my job because of that. And look, and it's very sad because it still happens in most companies um, wow. within Africa. Uh, you get pregnant, you know, you're no longer profitable to the company. So anyway, I took time off to care for my child. And look, uh, even as my mother was saying, oh, you know, you need to work, bring the job. I said, no, no, there's no way um, I'll take care of my baby. And so I did. Right. And uh, for some time, and then I, I started looking for work again. How long? Again. How long? How long did oh, you that stay was about, I think I left uh, Nick when I it was about, you know, like six months. But the beauty with um, that and living in Nairobi at the time was that I could afford uh, a house help. And so oh, I had a yes, house help, living right. house help. Yeah. And so it's not like, like I left him to, you know, um, with someone else or whatever, but the, the house help was living with me. And so I could go out to okay. work and I did find a job. And so when I found, you know, this, and I remember when I called some of my friends um, over the years and I said, I'm looking for work. Um, do you have anything? Or when you hear it, and then he said, oh, look, great. Fantastic. Because we've got sales positions coming up. I said, oh, no, 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 I don't, I don't want to do sales because I had a friend who was selling insurance at the time and I knew the trauma that she was going through. And There's I said, a lot of pressure. I know, there was a lot of pressure. And then and this guy said, no, 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 you're going to love this. So you just come in. And by the way, I don't know why you don't like sales because every day you're selling, you're convincing of people you to buy your your, you know, your, your opinion, you know. So anyway, so I, I took a chance. I went in there and that was the beginning of, you know, building my career in marketing and PR. And it, okay. it's interesting how, you know, opportunities present themselves in, you know, wrapped in different. <laughs> Just when you least expect it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I went in as a sales rep. Yeah, and I did that for um, I did that for a while, but uh, after two months, it was it, it was great. It was one of the um, multinationals in Africa, and I right. didn't know at the time. Uh, good brand, and I loved it. I loved the day I started. I just loved it. It was different, <laughs> and it's it's wow. just amazing when you have I a remember, very good well, brand. I I don't know whether you got it, but I remember when I was in sales, I, we got a car and I was beside myself that we got a car <laughs> to go and be I a know. sales rep. <laughs> Did you get it one as well? It is the same. <laughs> we, we had Navaras. You know, Navaras yeah. are not very common here. But, yes, right. we were driving double cabin, you know, truck, <laughs> and new ones, straight from Toyota, and it was just amazing. So oh, right, <laughs> I loved great. it. Yes. Okay, so, so no, then I think how did you make that shift into marketing from sales then? 
Yes. So I, so that's how I grew within the role of sales rep. So I grew right. uh, to a team leader, to a supervisor. And by the time I go to uh, managing accounts, um, it, it's a big organization, but still with, you know, one marketing, one person marketing department and one, one person managing the PR department. And so as an account manager, um, I had to uh, learn how to, you know, be as a marketing manager for as a liaison because I'm the liaison between yeah. the key account and the organization. So I had to do uh, all I had to do all that be the PR, be the marketing, and be the salesperson. Right. But then by by this time also I had joined the university to do um, communications and uh, PR specifically. Oh, and media okay. Studies. So you you really kind of embraced that whole idea. Oh, yes, this is yes, where I, I want to go. Yeah, I, I love dealing with people. I just love the whole industry. So I decided this is what I want to do. And it's lucky because um, I, I suppose going to the university as a, as a mature student, you know what you want to do. And yeah, you do. And that's you, and right. You, yes. <laughs> you appreciate and, it so much more. <laughs> exactly. Yes, that's true. And, and also because as you study, you can relate to the work that you're doing. And yes, so. That's right. So I found that very profitable, very good. So anyway, so I did that. And so as an account manager, I would uh, draw marketing strategy. I would have, you know, a PR plan for this and present to clients. Right. And I sort of just got into that. But I was also lucky to have very good managers who supported me to do whatever it was that I needed to do to grow and to help the business. And I oh, think. Oh, they sound fantastic. What? Oh, it is. Working for good brands, for me, is the culture of the employees. Are you supporting Absolutely. them to grow? Are you letting them be, you know, because, you know, unless unless you let the person experiment with different strategies, then, you know, you're basically holding them. And That's right. That's yeah. right. And that's when you end up with really unhappy staff rather than, yes. as you say, finding out that some people are really good at something that maybe they weren't initially employed for, but... Yes. They're, you know, really good at it. Yes, definitely. So, so how long ago yeah. was that and how did you get to Australia from, from right. that Right, yeah. Role? So I worked for um, that company for uh, almost uh, 10 years. Oh, wow. Okay, you really loved it. <laughs> I thought I was going to retire there, Jules. Okay, right. <laughs> Rather yeah. than going to the other side of the world. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know. I know, yes. So, um, so within that time, I, I yeah, grew professionally, did my degree, finished that, and then and did my master's, uh, my MBA, did marketing, and yeah, I love the whole thing. It's um, the opportunity for me uh, was it, it presented an opportunity for me to grow as a person, yeah. And I knew that you know I had all the skills and experience and qualification to um. I, I suppose replicate that uh, in any other place, whether it was my own or somewhere else. Okay. Yeah, and so yeah, so well, over the time I got to meet my husband uh, in Kenya. So he is from Kenya as well. He he's from Australia, and so oh, really, yeah, yeah, he's an Australian. So we met in Kenya, and uh, was he? Yeah. What was he? What did he? Do? How did? How? What was he doing over there? Tell me. <laughs> You can't just skip past that bit. 
Oh, look, um, so he had come for safari, you know, Africa safari. Oh, right, okay. But, uh, but he had traveled across uh, the world really for uh, a long time. And so uh, at one time he lived in London and he had made, met these Kenyan friends um, right. from way, way back. And so each time he would come to Africa for a tour, he would, you know, call and meet them up. And so yep. this particular time, um, he called to meet them up. And then my friend says, oh, I'm going to go and meet, you know, and pick up my friend. Do you want to come with me? So it happened So it happened that, you know, some mutual friend that I, you know, I worked with. And so that's how I got to meet him uh, through, oh. through a friend. How weird is that? So, that is weird, but it is. Sort of not, I mean, it, it's weird these days because a lot of people do it online. But it, yeah. I mean, that's how I met my boyfriend as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what happened next? So you you fallen for this guy in, uh, who's Australian right across the world, and I thought, what are well, we did, doing? <laughs> did he say to you, "Whatever happens, I'm going back to Australia"? Was there ever any intention of staying in Africa? No, 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 no. He had only come for a few days. Okay. You know. Um, to, right. but that's that, but then that's how we that's how we met when he had come yeah. for that short trip and then he, he came back uh to australia of course to his you know normal life and then we still um maintained touch and yeah. we kept talking and chatting over and skype uh zoom wasn't very famous you know a few years ago just no zoom. I, well i didn't i don't think i ever used zoom until the day of lockdown yeah. last year yeah when I, think- I just thought oh, i'll give it a go and of course it's so good now but yeah you're it right is. i mean but i do remember skype we used to use yes. skype a bit that was we- like a miracle that you could see someone know, and talk to them I know. <laughs> oh that was fabulous it helped us uh through you know the long distance so how long were you apart for before you came to Australia? Oh, uh, how long were we apart for? Like uh, two years, uh, wow. like two years. But then look, because within that time, he would come to oh, uh, Kenya or I yep. came here because like after he came back, he invited me to come and visit him and his family. Right. I thought, oh, goodness me. Yeah, so anyway, jump on a plane. And well, no, 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 no. Before you get to tell me, what did you think Australia? Because I moved here when I was 12 oh, and I remember right. we thought we thought kangaroos just bounced down the street and, <laughs> you know, I thought it was like like Skippy, the TV show Skippy. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, that's so what, what did you think it was going to be like before you came? You know what? I didn't really, like when I first met him and I thought, you come from Australia, gosh, that's far away, you know, yeah. because I remember many, many years ago when I was doing my diploma in IT, a friend of mine, a classmate actually, we had done the same course together and then she had applied to come and father her study over here. Oh, and I remember right. her telling me, oh, Catherine, you should definitely check this one out, you know, so, and that was as, as far as, you know, Australia right. around in my mind. Thought. Right. Yes. Okay. And over the time, because I wanted to go and do my master's overseas, um, my, I have family who live in, in, in London and, and, and friends who live in Sweden, and I have traveled in Europe. So I knew Europe is nearer Africa, you know? Yes. So you can well, get anything that is, advice. Anything is nearer than Australia, let's be honest. I know. <laughs> I know. So when he said, oh, come to Australia, I thought, oh, my goodness, what if, you know, what's going to happen? Yes, but anyway, I made my longest trip. Uh, I came over here, uh, was here for a short visit, then went back. And then Did you love came, it while you, uh, you loved it when you were here? Uh, 
Yeah. No. I, I'm not. Well, I don't know if I did, but I liked his family. And, okay. Uh, yeah. And by that time, I'd fallen for him. So, yeah. So, everything was good. <laughs> <laughs> that was <Yeah>. helpful. <laughs> okay. So, you went back yeah. home really to pack up your bags and come, no, come back no, again? No, 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 no. At that time, we still didn't know uh, what's going to okay. happen. So anyway, went back, went back to my work, and uh, two months later, he books a, pl- a flight to come to Kenya, and so, so when he when he was flying back from that trip, that that's when you know he proposed and said, I think we should make this work, and um, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm getting yeah. all goosebumps you saying that. <laughs> all right, so ultimately, so, you got married yeah. over there. Yes. Did you get married in Kenya? Yes, yes, we did. Uh, his family came over for the African traditional wedding. And Is he African as well? No, no, he's very okay. white Australian. <laughs> <laughs> his family would have loved something as exotic as your wedding, did. I bet. They did. They loved it. They came, they were uh, part of the whole, you know, African traditions and that was yeah. fantastic. So, yeah, so I always say that love dragged me across the Indian continent. <laughs> All right. So uh, you arrive yeah. in Australia. Did, did yes. you say that you had your child when you came here? I did. Yeah. I yeah, arrived okay. in Australia so, with So me. you arrived on your own, get pregnant, have a baby. What next? Um, so um, is this, this is, no, I had a child uh, from in Kenya. So I arrived here with Nick. Oh, yes. I thought you did. Okay. Yes. Yes. So I arrived here with Nick. Um, Nick was previous. Yeah. So I arrived here with Nick. And um, this is 2018. Sometimes it feels like longer than that. And then so it was after one month, I thought, okay, so I ended over my resignation, obviously, moved everything, and I'm here to look for work from scratch. Right. And it, it had been a long time since I had looked for work. And in a foreign country, that was very challenging. Very hard. I mean, I've, I've, I've yeah. done um, quite a bit of work with the Migrant Women's Association. Yeah. And one of the things that they said to me, which I'm sure you'll agree, which I had never thought of, is how yeah. hard it is when you have no network to start with. So you don't even, you know, you've got to oh, build yes. that network at first as well. You've got to, yeah. Yeah, you've got to be you. You've got to get out and meet people, and I did that because I was well loved, done. You know, getting out, I did. Yeah, so because after one month, I thought, oh, well, this is not holiday anymore. So I better get out and look for something. And I attended events. Every event that was in town. Oh, I good did. on you. Good on you. That yes. that's the trick. And that's so where you were down in Geelong. Yes. At that stage, yep. Okay. Yes, yes. But I would come to Melbourne. And uh, look, it's amazing because w- during my this one event, I met a lady who was presenting at uh, AMI event, Australian Marketing Institute. And yep. she referred me to her friend and said, oh, look, Jessica would be very happy to, you know, uh, have you in our team. And because I was looking for even volunteer opportunities to get to understand the industry. Yeah. So I went down to St Kilda and they do amazing jobs to help uh, new moms. Um, and I was there and then they said, well, we have a branch in Geelong and you could, you know, uh, volunteer over there. Ah. And so that was a network that I, that I connected with and then down here in Geelong. But then also I got to meet, um, another lady in a marketing event. And by that time she was just about to launch her social enterprise to work with young girls. Yeah. And I loved working with young people. Yes. Um, so it was just, it, it was a no-brainer. So I joined her to do the program. Um, yeah. And we did that. We launched Sun. And I think 
she was the first person who really exposed me to the marketing industry uh, here in Australia. Okay. Yeah, and okay. I learned quite a great deal from, you know, just from associating with her and uh, the rest of the team that we were working with. So, yeah, that was that was really great. And so, and, so, and then over time, is when I decided, you know what, I think I need to do, um, I need to do, uh, this to yes. uh, showcase what amazing talent we have within the African community. Um, because even as much as I, it's the story of showcasing the excellence of African Australians, really the key thing is to, for that story to inspire young people. That's right. That's yeah. right. And, and also and make it normal to me. Yes. I mean, certainly what I'm doing with She's the Boss is make it normal yeah. to see women on TV. Yes. Um, and, and older women at that because they're, you know, yes. it's like we don't exist. And I then know. and then to raise up the profile, yes. help everyone, because if you yes. all raise together, yes. you have a lot more power. So I, I yes. mean what you're doing is brilliant. It's a, and it's amazing what you do. And you know, it's like within the African community, we have women who do their businesses um but we we market by word of mouth yeah yeah and so and some of the things you see just and think gosh that could be on the new york fashion week you know yeah and yep. And, yep. And, and yet no one knows about it except for kathy and <laughs> you know other few women or and look, this thing started when I was very young and my grandmother was weaving baskets from the village. Right. And so we would have, you know, middlemen come to buy, you know, these baskets or crafty things and then they would sell to the US or uh, Europe. Yeah. And you could see how, um, you know, minimal they paid for all that hard work done by yes. these rural women. And so part of, you know, all... <laughs> getting all this uh, PR project, because I call it a project together, was to go back in time and see, you know, what do I really want to focus on? What are like key ingredients? Yes, there's the yeah. youth and then there's, you know, these women, because it's it's a story that I've carried from a long, you know, from a long time. And also being involved with Miss Wild Kenya for many years uh, up to, you know, oh, right. London. Yeah, I did that for Well, that's just years. a little bit that you throw in there, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got to understand and appreciate how our culture is so important. And our culture is in its, you know, it's in its music, it's dance, it's food, it's art, and we've got great art. And so within that, you know, world stage arena, I got to see how exciting, you know, people get when they see, you know, different things, different, different cultures. cultures. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And so I knew at some point I am going to help this women in the village who are doing things that no one really sees and no one pays them for what they deserve. And I am going to showcase their baskets in a, in a world stage, you know, arena. Yep. And I'm going to help the youth. And so that's what I'm trying to do, Jules, in my own Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. And, I mean, there's a whole lot of things as well that I think 
people don't understand. I mean, we don't understand our own Indigenous art, never mind African yeah. art. But yes. even as you were talking about the baskets, I thought, yeah. I don't actually know what is a really difficult technique with a basket, yes. Yes. what is really easy, what should be cheap and what should be expensive oh, because yes. I've got no understanding about it at all. So I know. I know. It's amazing. There's a lot that you're going to be able to there educate are, people with. No, there is because a few months ago I started working with some, you know, refugee, refugee women group. And um, the aim of the project is to be able to bring Australians to learn, see and yes. learn as they do, you know, these things that they do, whatever crafty things that they do. So it's a project that started a few months ago. It will go on. And I say, look, sometimes I say, I'm not in a hurry to do this thing because it's a lifetime project, you know, um, oh. showcase, educate and uplift those that need it the most. Oh, Kathy, you are absolutely brilliant. I love oh. everything that you're doing and why you're doing it. Oh, thank you. Okay, now well, let's just go into a couple of the other questions. Yeah. Uh, the first one is because this is for women yes. and it's about women in business, yeah. I always like to ask if there have been any women in your career mm-hmm. that you would like to name so that we get to know their fabulous <laughs> name and how they've helped you. Have there uh, been any women like that? I'm wow. guessing there have. Yes, they have been. They have been. And I will mention uh, this lady who's helped me. It's been in my journey, in my whole journey, really, here in Australia. Really? And that's right. And yeah, and that's Nina Christian. And okay. I, I met Nina through a marketing event and working with her through the projects and, um, you know, and guiding me and just getting to learn how the industry here operates has been tremendously helpful. And so oh, as a shout out to her. Um, the other women would be uh, back in Africa. That's okay. Say them anyway. You never know yes. who might be listening to this. <laughs> you know, we're going to share this and you might have African friends that will listen. Oh, you know what? I'm, I can't wait to get and share with them. But, yeah, see, you know, women in Africa and my mother is one of them. I mean, she's she's She she's sounds a, incredible. She is. She is and amazing. And your grandmother. Yeah, and my grandmother uh, passed on when I was in high school, lost her uh, too early, I, I always say, but she was amazing in the way she did things with the resources that she had in yeah. remote areas. I think she did a fantastic job. And then there was um, one of my HR uh, in my former, in, in my, you know, at corporate, in that corporate job. Yeah. And I remember when she said, and I, I remember I went for an interview and she said, oh, you know, Catherine, there's no pot of salary anywhere. This is, you know, when I had doubt of joining sales. And right. she said, there's no pot of salary anywhere. And she went on to explain, you know, how you've got to earn the money. And oh, I think <laughs> at that time, I, you know, I was still thinking, oh, hard sales, hard sales. But she went on to explain. And as I grew in the role, I got to understand what she actually meant. Um, but that was really good. And she was very supportive. And her name is Njoki. So Njoki Karaoke was very good. And giving Njoki me the opportunity. Karaoke, that's a fantastic name. I know, it's a tribal name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Juice have got very, you know, amazing she, names. She sounds like she should be on the stage with a name like Karaoke. Um, yes. Amazing. All yeah. right. So, um, since you've set up your business, and I know it is quite recent, yes, have there been any anything? Has there been anything significant, a pivotal moment? And I mean, I know yeah. COVID coming has been a huge one for a lot of people. Yes, yeah. but have there been any times that you have 
thought, oh my goodness, what am I going to do now? Like this is a disaster. I know. And it actually sends you in another direction and you look back afterwards and go, I'm glad that happened because otherwise I never would have done this change. <laughs> have you had anything like that happen? I, I have had very challenging moments sometimes. <laughs> Most bet. times. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I have. Even questioned myself like, what the hell am I thinking? Like, what are you doing, Catherine? You know, um, like I think you need we to all practice. do that, Kathy. Yeah. Oh, that's good to hear. It's very comforting. It's too. so Thank true. You. I mean, yeah. that's why I like sharing people's stories because it, it is we very... don't hear this otherwise. No. We don't know that we're not we're not alone when things go wrong. Oh yes, yes, definitely. And I love listening to the podcast because then when you you get to hear people who've gone through the same journey and you're thinking, okay, then it's not just me. It's not that's unique. right. And if they can do it, I can do it oh thank you <laughs> yeah so I've had those moments and um you know I think what keeps me going is when I know that there's a story that needs to be told there's a product that needs to be you know exposed yes. needs to be visible in the market and I've always had to remind myself that if I don't do this I'll be doing those people who don't have that access to do it oh. service how so, good are you? That is just gorgeous. Yeah, so, so well, I have to any, keep it going. Any standout clients or campaigns that you've done that um, that you're really proud of or that, you know, you're really yeah. amazed at what the person has done? Can you share a oh, couple of those? Oh, very exciting. We're actually working on a campaign right now, which yeah. is the first and the only. I am so excited. I don't even know where I get these ideas to. <laughs> <laughs> What is it? I, I missed it. What, what's the idea? What are you going to do? It's it's, um, it's a campaign that I'm, it's already happening actually. Okay. So I'm I'm doing it, but um yeah I'll I'll send you when I launch it officially launch. Okay. It. But the, but I because I've already announced it. Um, it's I am compiling a catalog for emerging brand brands. Oh, brilliant! Yes. So and so because there's none none ever yeah. here so i'm working with um businesses to uh showcase their products and not just products but services and so this yeah. is the first ever of african catalog where if australians want to you know collaborate because that's also one of the main drivers that i, I want to be able to provide is for non-africans to be able to collaborate with african brands and oh, you know I make something amazing because yeah. i love yeah. anything afro fused is yeah, just brilliant wild. Yes, yes. So that's what I'm working on at the moment. Uh, Imagine Brands Catalog, uh, Australia. Fantastic. So that's exciting. Well, you must share it with She's the Boss Group when when it happens, because this podcast will take a little bit of time to come out. Yeah, so yeah, that so- could well be out by then. Yes, yes, definitely. I will. I can't wait to launch it officially. Oh, I'm just, I can't yes. wait either. Yeah. Now, um, talk to me about having a child, running your own business and, and a marriage yeah. and all the rest of it. How do yeah. you juggle work and life? How do you, especially when it's yeah. your own business, it's hard to separate them sometimes. It is. But it- I guess I'm asking from the point of view that a lot of women particularly yeah. very driven women, work mm. very, very hard and then have kind of their body just kind Shuts. of collapses on them because they have, they've burnt yeah. out and they haven't given themselves time out. So I'd like yeah. to ask how everyone's juggling it. Yeah. And I'm juggling with a new baby. And so it's. Oh um, gosh. It's how, a, how new is your baby? 17 months. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yes. Uh, but as my husband says I work seven days a week. Um, <laughs> right. But I've got, I've, 
like I have to, I feel like I still have the energy to work on it because it's, you know, it's in the ground levels yeah, and, yeah. Um, and I've got to build it. But I do listen to my body when I when I can't when I'm tired and he's been fantastic. He's so supportive. Um, so I'm I'm really blessed to, that you know he can help out with child or yeah, even, you know other works. But it's been amazing. So I plan for a month ahead. Uh, yeah. But then I also know that in a fortnight what I'm supposed to do. But with an allowance of flexibility, which can be any time, any day. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so all you need is a sick baby or a sick toddler or something, and everything goes out the window. I and know, you go, right, yeah. we're sitting on the sofa cuddling yes. up for the rest of the day. So <laughs> Yes, but she's been very kind so far. Yeah. Oh, yes. good, good. Yeah. All right. Now, my la- second last question yeah. is just a fun one, and there doesn't, there's no right answer, <laughs> and, it, and for some people there isn't. You probably know it. It's is there a quirky fact about you that most people oh. don't know that you'd be up for sharing? Oh, and it wow. can be anything. <laughs> right. So I've uh, heard everything from I love singing yes. to I used to be in the um, <laughs> synchronized swimming in the Olympics, somebody told me. Oh, and I was wow. like, what? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> or that they play musical instruments yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Is there anything quirky <laughs> about you? Well, I love to dance, but I think what most people don't know most yeah. is that um, I – grew up in the village and helping my grandmother farm yeah. the land by hands, not machine, and fetching oh. water in, you know, and carrying this. Oh, you were doing that water. thing that we all hear, like the water on your oh, head and yeah. walking it's for not miles. A story. It's not a story. It's everywhere. Yeah. Right. It's not a story. It's real. <laughs> wow. It's real. But yes, but those are amazing the amazing moments, of course, at the time. So I maybe your know. quirky fact is I can uh, I can hold a full thing of water I on can, my head because there is nobody in Australia that could do that without being. <laughs> oh, I can hold. Lot. Yeah, I can hold a pot of water on my head and maybe. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and maybe do a little dance. Oh. <laughs> All right, that is one of the best quirky facts I've ever heard. All right, now the last question yeah. is uh, just a, it's a silly one about phones because I love my smartphone. Uh-huh. And I just ask people, are there any apps you use for business on your phone and are there any apps you use for fun? Now, I don't want to hear about email, banking. Yeah. These are sort of, are there any unusual apps that you found? Oh, unusual apps. I love one. I should yeah. use it more, but I, you know, I'm not at the moment. But yes. this is a, it's, it's, it's an app that teaches you all languages. Yes. Oh, what's it called? Duolingo. Oh, yes. Yes. One of the quick, one of the women I spoke to on this, and I don't know now because I've done so many. Yeah. But one of the women told me that she was learning some obscure language, I don't know, Chinese or something at oh. night before she goes to bed on Duolingo. No. I was thinking, <laughs> oh, my giddy art. So what language, I know. What, what languages do you want French. to learn? French. 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 I started learning French in Nairobi many, many years ago, and then I stopped because life got in the way. Yeah. And then I started, uh, someone told me about Duolingo a few, um, last year, actually. And then I st- Started learning French, but then lately Lou has been sending me reminders that I'm, you know, that he's missing me. 
Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's because I met a real person in French, a French real person. So uh, right. it's not like not that she's teaching me any French, but <laughs> you could do if I went back to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I love nice. Duolingo. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. your big your big prize at the end when your children grow up and you know French fluently, you can go to France. I could do. Isn't it's that a, a good incentive? <laughs> <laughs> I did French, I think, to about year eleven. Yeah. At school, and and in Australia, the accent was terrible, yeah. as you can imagine. Yeah. And I remember going to Paris and trying out my schoolgirl French and realising ah. it was so bad. It was awful. The only time it was any good was after I'd had a few drinks. Oh. And, and I, and I you get, kind of get over yourself and the fact that you're, you yeah. might not be perfect and you give it a go. But, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Hard. Well, that's great. And now what about fun? Do you play on your phone at all? I, I imagine with two young kids you're probably pretty busy, but. No, uh, no, we, uh, no, I don't play on my phone. Uh, although my son has been teaching me uh, word, what is it called? Words with friends? Yes, yes, words. Oh, so I it, love that one. Yes, yes, Nick loves that too. He's got um, uh, something, I don't know what he calls that other one. My son loves it, but I, I don't usually play. I don't have any plays on my app, uh, on my phone. No, that's fair but, enough. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm actually about one of about two percent that do actually. <laughs> the, more, the more people I ask, the more go. No, I'm too busy, and if I'm not working, I want to be off the phone having fun. Oh yeah, it's hard to be off the phone though. Yeah. It is very hard. Yeah, okay, Kathy. Is. Now, if anyone wants to get hold of you, they want to hear about emerging brands, or yeah. they have a brand that they want to collaborate with, or whatever. Yeah. What's the best way to get hold of you? Yeah, so I'm on across social media um, as Emerging Brand Africa or Catherine Jonathan um, okay. and on my website as well, which is emergingbrandafrica.com. Yeah, Great. Just, yeah, that's where they can find me, send me. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, Catherine, I just wish you all the luck in the world. I love what you're doing. Um, I'm 100% behind you, so do let me know oh, if there's anything I can you. do to help. Thank you and, so much. And uh, yes. welcome to Australia, and I love what you're doing. So <laughs> I'm sure you're going to be very successful. Oh, thank you so much, Juice. Thank you so much for having me too. Yeah, thank My you. My absolute pleasure. Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of She's the Boss Chats. For more information and to find out about our other initiatives, including our weekly lunch for female founders and our TV show, go to she'stheboss.com.au.